It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hear me out. Robbie Ashford was Auburn's winner at SEC Media. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Daryl Daprich, Montgomery Radio vet, the man you want to be, joining me here live from Radio Row at SEC Media Days. We will hear from Dekio Spikes, Auburn legend, SEC network analyst, as well as Auburn Jack linebacker Elijah McAllister coming up in the show. But first things first, I think Robbie Ashford, was Auburn's winner at SEC Media Days, despite not even being here. Daryl, you look at what Hugh Freeze said about the quarterback battle, specifically about Robbie Ashford. This thing's open, and he's paying attention to what Robbie Ashford could do on the field. Yeah, anytime someone gets mentioned by name, and it's not just Hugh Freeze, we've had you, the people will see in the Takeo Spikes interview. He brings him up. Some other Auburn media has has mentioned him by name, and I think. You know, I, I'm not surprised per se that he's not that he's getting mentioned because I think they want to keep him engaged. They want to keep him uh, focused because of where he can improve. Hugh Freeze coming right out and saying he's one of the best athletes he's ever coached is very telling to me. So him being mentioned, being singled out without being here, is a win for him. Now, how that translates, or you know, saying things like we can win a lot of games with Robbie. I, I would caution people to pump the brakes a little bit on that. I think this quarterback sure. position is this battle is open. That could be in a variety of ways. That could be coming off the bench in certain packaging packages. It could be him running for touchdowns in a read option scenario. So we don't know what's in the mind if you freeze when he says that. But I do believe it's telling that he's mentioning him by name. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and didn't necessarily like spend a whole lot of time praising Peyton Thorne, despite being asked about the quarterback battle. He had every opportunity to do so, which is a bit different than what we've seen in the past. He was at, I forget which golf tournament it was, but he did kind of a, a media scrum in that. And he was asked about the other quarterbacks. And he's like, eh, they need to grow up, leadership, this, that, and the other. And then Peyton Thorne is like, oh my gosh, he's the best leader to ever live, right? I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he talked very highly about all of that. And so what we saw earlier this week it, it was different. It was a different message. There was different emphasis. Uh, you know, there's di different emphasis on different parts of it. And so I, I think, I think it does open the door a little bit. I did think it was interesting. You know, you could tell when he was really thinking through an answer because he kind of slows down and he'll give you a thought out answer. I don't think it's just coach speak all the time, which is refreshing. But he talked about how he had ten days to get it down from three guys to two guys. And we all know who those two guys are. Like, I think we're all rooting for Holden Gurner, but I don't think this is the year for Holden Gurner. Right. Um, but the fact that he highlighted it's it's two, I mean, that, that's going to give Robbie a chance. I think the, it, it's interesting. It, keep in mind, he's really not going to be able to comment on Peyton Thorne too much to this point because he's only seen him on film. He's not he's not had the opportunity or is he he's not allowed to watch him throw or coach him in a practice scenario where he saw Robbie all spring. I wonder if that verbiage will change 
once he's able to see him in fall camp, watch him throw live, watch him show throw in scrimmages and in live practices. He hasn't had that opportunity yet. Like I said, it's just film that he's seen. He's talked about his leadership. So he wouldn't be allowed to coach him up and see him in that type of scenario. That's true. I'm just curious if that he's mentioning Robbie first right now because Robbie's the incumbent. He's the guy that was here, and he's the guy that he's familiar with because he got to watch him in spring. Yeah. I mean, he's still able to know like what Peyton Thorne can do. Is capable of, as right? As a passer, I mean, he went out and got him, right? I mean, so there's got to be some some type of level of you know value that he's placed on it. But you're, you're, you're certainly right. I mean, he's going to know more about Robbie just because of the nature of spring, which, once again, I, I think the, mo- the, the least discussed thing about Robbie is, to me, it's injuries. I mean, he just hasn't proved that he's can consistently stay healthy. Now, he has shown that he'll fight through, and he's tough as nails, which is awesome. But like this past spring when he had that shoulder issue, and it's like, man, this isn't getting you better. It's not getting the team better when you can't throw the football, and he's got to put himself in situations in order to do that. So that's my biggest concern mm-hmm. with Robbie. But, you know, he's talked about how, and Takeo highlights this a little bit in our in our conversation in just a second, but, about how he's like one of the more impressive athletes he's ever seen. I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I thought that was encouraging because I, I'm more excited about Robbie being the gadget guy that plays six snaps a game, plays third and short goal line situations. That's what fires me up more about Robbie than anything else. And the comments that Hugh said earlier this week kind of make me think regardless of how the quarterback battle shapes out, he's going to have moments like that to shine. I want to be, perfectly transparent in this and explain something so there's no mis, you know misconception the winner of any kind of quarterback race between Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne is the Auburn football team and the Auburn fans Correct. because here's the deal you don't root for somebody but I don't want anyone to have this perception if Robbie Ashford's improves enough yeah. to win that job over Peyton Thorne and he's the best quarterback available that speaks volumes about where Auburn can go this year because that means you know what Robbie was able to do last year if he improves upon that improves his passing game gets to 60% with those legs then Auburn could be really special at the end of the day the best dude's going to play and competition. The winner of that competition is not only the quarterback that gets selected, but the Auburn fan base. Cause right. that means Auburn's better for that. So again, remember what Robbie went through last year. So there's nobody that wants to see somebody be more successful than me that, that had what Robbie had to go through with the injuries and the offensive line and the talent around him. He stayed, he was competitive. He kept battling and battling and battling and did not quit, did not give any inches. So, I think at the end of the day, if he learned from that and matures and becomes the quarterback that wins the job out of camp, Auburn will be better for it. It, it can't be something that people look at and go, oh, it's something but by default. To be clear, the other side of your coin is if Peyton does that, it's good for Auburn too. Absolutely. So that's the point. A quarterback competition when it's not just, oh, I got to play this quarterback because I've not got nothing better. When you have a true competition and a true race and someone emerges from that race, that breeds excellence in my opinion someone's going to be better let's put it this way the quarterback position and quarterback play in my opinion will be much improved over last year regardless if it's Robbie Ashford or Peyton Thorne because of a true quarterback competition I think the worst case scenario is Robbie wins the job but gets hurt a few weeks into the season and Peyton 
didn't get all those reps. Yeah, I, I think that's the worst. That's case a good point. That's a, that's that's for, a for that's a tough scenario. You're right. That is. And I don't think it's a crazy scenario. Like I don't think it's crazy unlikely that that would happen. And and people need to realize too. <laughs> Historically, you can go back to example after example. Just because one guy wins the job, it's not fatal. Your season's not over if a backup comes in and plays. It's happened at other schools in the SEC. Seven backup quarterbacks played in the SEC last year. And then some of them emerged to be the better option, right, at, at the end of the day. So that could happen, too. You, it, it's good to have two guys. It's, it's good to breed competition. And then, again, the obvious answer is if somebody gets hurt, you have somebody to go to. Auburn did not have that option yeah. last year. Takeo Spikes really likes Hugh Freeze. Hear what he has to say next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. You don't want a potato famine at your place of business. You want to make sure you hire the best and most qualified candidates. And look, these days, every new potential hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain. They have access to the best qualified candidates available and LinkedIn jobs has everything you need to find the right people for your team faster and for free head over to LinkedIn jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. We're now joined by Auburn great and SEC Network analyst Takeo Spikes. Takeo, uh, Hugh Freeze, and uh, the three Auburn representatives wrapping up earlier in the week. What was your biggest takeaway from uh, what they had to say? Biggest takeaway, a few things. Number one, I was surprised and excited to hear Hugh come out and say, out of all of the athletes that he've ever, he's ever coached, that Robbie Ashford was the best athlete that he's ever seen. And so with that being said, I had to uncover a little bit on that. And so for me, it just tells me that uh, he's more than capable of getting the job done, even though he only completed 50% of his passes last year. Um, and I, and I, I throw out last year because Robbie is raw. And so now we all know Hugh as not only as the maybe the quarterback whisperer, but just as a player developer. And that's something that we have not had at Auburn at least going back five to seven years. So I'm excited to see not only what he's going to do in that quarterback room, but overall with the entire roster by bringing in different guys. You know, I'm sure that you being on the set of the SEC Network, other analysts and other people that covers other schools, they all give their opinions on where they feel like Auburn and other schools are going to finish up. Do you think anything that they saw here at SEC Media Days might have changed some of those guys' minds that maybe Auburn might have a better season than they thought originally? I think people who had Auburn written off for the debt just because of you know, the bad performances last year over the past two years, I think it's changed. The one thing I, I give Hugh a lot of credit for is his messaging. He's very sincere 
And more than anything, when you send your kid off to school, you want to believe that the person you're handing him off to is genuine and, and his words are going to match up with his actions. And that's the one consistent thing that I've seen from Hugh, not just from his stint at Auburn, but this goes all the way back to when he was at Ole Miss. And uh, because we, I had ties there too when he was the head coach. So uh, great pick. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what the guys are going to do this year. So going back to what you were saying about Robbie Ashford a second ago, the way he was talking earlier this week, I mean, it's it still seems like this quarterback battle is open. Oh, yeah. No, no, it definitely is open. And I was more so speaking in terms of, you know, just, I mean, look at all of the talent that he's been around, Hugh. And for him to give that high of a praise, it says something. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you don't go out and get uh, Peyton Thorne from Michigan State if you're solidified at the quarterback position. So, you know, the big thing that I really love is that he's bringing in competition to be able to make guys focus at a higher level that they thought they never could attain. And and what it's also going to do is bring out the better play in other guys. Like he went and got a bunch of transfers at wide receiver. And so we don't know how good the wide receivers are because that's predicated on another man getting him the ball. So that's what I'm talking about. It breeds competition across the room. I think one of the advantages Auburn had in hiring you, Freeze, and I want to get your opinion on that. He mentioned yesterday in the electronic media room, him and his wife watching the Auburn-Texas A&M game last year and talking about Auburn's not going anywhere. I get the impression that even though he didn't know he was going to get the job, he was still tuned into Auburn and evaluating that roster even at the end of last year before he got the job. I think that's a big-time advantage for personnel. Yeah, I, I, I think so, but you know, you you never do know. And that's one of the things that he said yesterday. Like, I always thought that I could, you know, coach back at that level in that conference again, but it was some things that I need to work on personally and some things I need to work on just from the uh, the football aspect. And to be able to kind of keep that third eye open and see, like, you know what? This possibly could happen. And let's get let's be real. He's no stranger to the SEC. A lot of value. One of the only few coaches that's beaten Nick Saban two times. And so with that being said, he looks up, he looks at that as a challenge. He talked about it yesterday. Like I welcome that challenge because like that's what you know what you're made of. And by him having so much success at Liberty, starting to beat, you know, not not just FBS team, but just division one like SEC teams. And he was like, Man, it really piqued my curiosity at that time. Maybe I am ready. So uh, I, I think it, the timing worked out pretty well. So he's brought in several linebackers. You know more about that position than anybody. Well, yep. How do you think Auburn's going to be when you look at uh, when you look at some of these guys? Austin Keys, uh, transfer from Ole Miss. I definitely think we needed to upgrade at the linebacker position. And yep. not saying that uh, the guys there are not good enough, uh, but they just haven't met that standard yet. Right. They're on their way. Uh, so I like the idea of being able to go out and you get different guys from different places. The reason why, because it's similar to free agency in the NFL. Whenever you find a team that has success, you want to find out why. The quickest way to find out why, if you can't get a coach off of the staff, go get players to recreate the culture and buy into the culture of what you're trying to instill amongst the current guys you have. 
So I think that's going to be very good. Uh, when you have success and guys haven't had it, now, as a coach, I can tell you so much, but it's the conversations that you have amongst each other. Like, man, I remember when we beat Alabama last year when they came to LSU. And, like, did we think we could do it? I didn't know. But by the game management and us staying faithful to what Coach Kelly talked about, that really took us over the next level. And now it's a buy-in, not only from player, but a buy-in from player to player, but a buy-in from player to coach. Right. Uh, to Keo, we got one more question. What are what are expectations, you think, for Auburn fans? What what expectations do Auburn fans have for Auburn this season? Uh, I And, and I'm going to take this. This is me as a fan perspective, not being tied to the SEC as an analyst. That's what uh, we want. I yes. expect I expect I want to go bowling like a bowl game at a minimum. Yeah. Right. But I have to be real about what we have uh, and actually what we don't have. So the good thing about it right now is we have a whole month of training camp to get a, get evals, a whole month of training camp for guys to step up to the plate. And the, the beautiful thing I love about it, nobody knows what Auburn is going to run. You, ha you have no idea. You can look at plays from Liberty, but the personnel is different. Yeah. And so with bringing in two different coordinators, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So we just need to come out of the gate early and hit the iron while it's hot. Takeo, thank you for your time. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle, Takeo. Great stuff from Takeo Spikes. Before we turn it over to Elijah McAllister, very, very impressive man. His, him talking about how he's walked through the door and was a leader almost instantly. Very, very interesting. You don't want to miss that. But first things first, Daryl, we would not be here at Media Days without our friends, Clabe Benson, attorney at law. Very appreciative of Clabe. Uh, phone number is 334-356-1925. Attorney at law. Anything you need as far as attorney services, criminal representation, estate planning, small business transactions, and injury cases. Clay can take care of you. Of course, the disclaimer, no representation is made that the quality of the legal services performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by another attorney. Go see Clay Benson. Tell him Locked on Auburn sent you. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. We're now joined by Auburn defensive end, Jack linebacker, Elijah McAllister. How many times have you been welcomed back to Nashville uh, today? A lot, but you know I'm here representing the Auburn family, War Eagle. Let's do it. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So you uh, you transfer into a program that's kind of going through a transition on defense to be a, a jack linebacker, a position that Auburn fans aren't super familiar with yet. W what are all the responsibilities that come with that? A jack linebacker knew a lot of different things. He can rush the passer, stop the run, uh, cover tight ends, running backs, and all different things, playing zone coverage. So it's a lot of different things a jack linebacker can do, and I'm excited to be able to put my best foot forward in all aspects of the game. Elijah, typically, I know it's what an honor it is to be chosen to come represent your school at SEC Media Days. And a lot of times with this new world of the transfer portal, it's rare that someone that's never played a snap 
for Auburn gets chosen to represent Auburn. That's a great accomplishment and honor. And how do you feel about that? Well, firstly, I'm humbled by the opportunity and blessed to be able to represent uh, my teammates and the coaching staff and also the university. And, you know, um, I didn't expect to particularly get picked for this, but I'm just excited to represent, like I said, my teammates, the coaching staff and the university, because any anything that, you know, I'm speaking to is a, a byproduct of them and their experiences. I mean, is that something that's a little tricky to do to come in to a new situation and then all of a sudden you find yourself a, as a leader? in the program? Well, I was a two-time captain at my previous schools. So leadership in some ways comes natural to me. I think, you know, the pillars of leadership talk about consistency, uh, confidence, and continuing to uh, lead yourself before you can lead others. And I think I have some natural ability to do that. But also, I take a liking to, you know, being consistent every single day and challenging myself, holding myself accountable so that I can lead others. Is one of the biggest attributes and one of the things you feel like is a responsibility for you as a leader is to help mentor the younger players? Auburn's recruiting class coming in a new linebacker room, a lot of new faces, especially on the edge. How seriously do you take that role to mentor these kids and to show them exactly what kind of leader you are? I take it very seriously, uh, not only to lead them on the field, but off the field as well. I have a ton of experience, uh, I feel like, in life and ways, but also in this conference playing on the field. So anytime I can help, you know, uh, this talented young core that we have on this roster to be better, you know, it's going to make Auburn better in the long run. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. So as far as what Hugh Freeze's pitch to you, to come to Auburn, what did he sell you? I mean, he had to sell you a vision, right? Future. Well, the beautiful thing about that is Coach Freeze doesn't pitch anything. He's all real. And I think one of the main pillars of Coach Freeze's life is uh, his faith. And that's something that draws uh, me towards him as well. And also, you know, the opportunity to play and the opportunity to lead. And that's, you know, uh, not a guarantee. It's all a byproduct of how I show up every single day. But those two things uh, from leading to playing to also, you know, having a faith-based relationship is important. And that's something that he speaks to every single day. What about your particular skill set do you think suits a Ron Roberts defense well? Uh, I think my skill set suits a Ron Roberts defense very well because I've done a lot of different things in my career. I've played in a 4-2-5. I've played in 3-4. i played in a 4-3. I've stopped the run. I've, I've rushed the quarterback. I've dropped in coverage. So I'm doing everything. I've done everything that he's asked me do, to do right now uh, in his conference uh, at a high level, and I made plays doing so. So I think just continuing to do that and improving myself on the field is going to help uh, this defense and also help me continue to be better as a player. Yeah, there's a young guy in your room that um, that a lot of people are very excited about. Keldrick Falk uh, is a guy that Auburn fans can't quit talking about, thinking about. What do you see for this young man, like as far as how bright his future could be? He's a blessed young man. God has given him, given him the ability to do a lot of different things and a lot of natural ability that some people just don't have. You can't teach. And as he continues to grow as a human being off the field and as a player on the field, he's going to be able to be successful not only in his defense, um, but also in life. Uh, for the university and for the program. And as he goes, as he elevates as a player, the Auburn defense elevates, which in turn allows the Auburn team to elevate. So I'm excited for him in his future, not only the future, but him right now. He has the ability to make an impact right now um, because he's that talented. And he's also a kid that likes to work, which I enjoy work with him and teaching him and uh, bouncing ideas off him as well. You know, one of the areas of strengths that a lot of people talk about going into this fall for Auburn is the secondary. But I equate that to how successful the defensive line and the edge linebackers can be. How good can this secondary be in getting turnovers if you guys get a really good pass rush and do what you're supposed to do as far as applying pressure on the quarterback? There's an old saying, rush and coverage work together. It's that mm -hmm. simple. You know, we have a really talented def defensive back unit, whether it's from nickel to corner to safety, all across the board. We have a ton of experience, a ton of length, a ton of athleticism. 
uh, guys who made plays in this league for a long time. And I'm excited to, you know, play with them on a real in a real game. I've seen it in practice every single day. But, you know, as they go, we go and vice versa. So I'm excited to continue to work with those guys. But like you said, we have a very talented unit and rushing covers work together. So they go as we go and vice versa. And it seems like a guy they brought in specifically to rush, Jaden McLeod. Killed it at App State. Obviously, now not in the Sun Belt anymore. You got to you do it at the SEC level. Didn't go through spring. I assume you've worked out with him this summer plenty. What do you uh, what do you see from him early? Super athletic, super twitchy, can rush the passer with the best one. I'm excited for you guys to see him in Jordan-Hare Stadium. I'm excited for you guys to get a feel for who he is as a person, as a player, because that kid is talented. Um, he's he's a friend. Uh, he's a guy that I, you know, continue to learn from in, in terms of pass rush and, you know, how to be a better rusher as well. He's a guy that's talented and is going to get uh, some sacks for us this year. I suspect you guys will be meeting a lot at the quarterback from both ends, won't you? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. I think we're all rooting for that. Absolutely. Elijah, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Best of luck this season. Thank you so much, you guys. War Eagle. Great stuff from Elijah. Great stuff from Takio. And we will do one more show from SEC Media Days tomorrow. Until then, check out all of our written work at auburndaily.com and we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.